This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good Monday morning, everybody. I am Glenn the Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for July 13th, episode 2475, brought to you today by Kevin Equine. Good morning, Horse World. It's Monday. Monday is my favorite time of year. This is Horses in the Morning with your lovable hosts, Jamie Jennings. I am the queen. You listen to me. I'm sorry that people are so jealous of me, but I can't help it that I'm popular. Glenn the Geek. You look especially radiant today, your grace. I'm going to do a terrific show today because I'm good enough, and doggone it, people like me. Happy Monday. That's right. Happy Monday, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in wherever you are and whenever you are listening. We do do this live at 9 a.m. Eastern, but um, no, a lot 10 of 10 a.m. Eastern. Oh, yeah. It's nine o'clock my time. Yes. <laughs> 9 a.m. My time is the one that matters to me, apparently. And then, uh, yeah, the rest of the time you can just listen whenever you pluck it out of the sky. I don't know how these things work. I'm just here. I, Glenn just tells me where to be and when, and I just talk into this little red microphone. Uh, so, Glenn, we have an awesome show. Our Equiderma highlight writer is Rebecca Eckert, a USDF bronze medalist and accomplished driver. And we get to talk to her about her breed of choice, the Frisian. Also, para rider Charlotte Merle Smith was with us a few weeks ago and told us about her new horse, and she got it and she competed. So, we need to find out how that went. And we're going to have some of your very sad, emotional equestrian first world problems. Listen in, we'll get there. Okay, before we get to talking about horses, though, I have breaking news. Oh, no. This is breaking news. you got to have your breaking news button. Where's the button? Oh, 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 oh. Breaking news from overseas in the, in the land of Dubai. So this is not horse-related, but everybody has experienced this. Everybody. So there's this guy named Ray Hushpuppy. Yes, that's what he went by, <laughs> Ray Hushpuppy. His Ray real name was Hush- Raymond Abbas. Well, Raymond was a man who liked to flaunt his wealth. And he had helicopters, he had private planes, he had a fleet of luxury cars. He lived in one of those big skyscraper things in Dubai. So uh, he claimed that he was a real estate developer. And he loved Instagram. He had tons of followers on Instagram, and he loved to post pictures of him in his all his wealth on his private plane and all of that. Well, apparently the feds in the United States got wind of all of his posts and went, we can't find any evidence of this guy being a real estate developer. Ray Hushpuppy is not proper developer. No, apparently not. So they got looking at old Ray Hushpuppy. And we all have heard of the Nigerian prince scam. Oh, my God. Guess where Ray is from. Is he Nigerian? He's a Nigerian national who lives in Dubai because he led a global network that used computer intrusions, business email compromise schemes, and money laundering to steal hundreds of millions of dollars from people and companies. Okay, I have a couple questions. Beat the Nigerian prince. So they found the Nigerian prince who's currently about to give you a billion dollars. That's my first question. And my second, well, I guess that wasn't a question. It was more of a statement. And then my second question would be, um, so people actually sent money to that. He was also involved in, I don't know if you've heard about the the companies that are being held hostage. They, They hack into their systems and then they, you know, lock up all of their data and you have to pay them off. It's basically a ransom. And a lot of companies pay just to get their data back. 
So he was also part of that. He were, he and multiple co-conspirators, he, he was arrested along with 11 others. Uh, investigators seized nearly $41 million, 13 luxury cars, and $6.8 million worth of... Uh, just stuff like watches and expensive stuff. Uh, they found computer and phone evidence and they uncovered email addresses of 2 million possible victims. So there you go. Uh, they caught the Nigerian prince. Oh my gosh. The world it, can, you can open your email again. It was his posts on Snapchat and Instagram that what, what is what got him caught. <laughs> that darn old Ray Hush Puppy. I didn't know Hush Puppy was a Nigerian name. I um, mean, go figure. <laughs> so everybody can rejoice. Be happy. He's out of here. My Daily Winnie is uh, one of these. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Hold on to your horses. Here he comes. Chili. <laughs> We had a bunch more people mentioned that again last week. Uh, yeah. Apparently, for those that aren't initiated or are brand new, that Winnie causes when the people play this. I always thought people listen to our show on headphones, but apparently a lot of people have it on speaker. I never use headphones when I'm listening to my Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, see, I do. I don't know why, but I always wear headphones. So I'm always shocked when people's horses react to chili. Anyway, happy birthday to Linda Schwab. She's our only auditor with a birthday. Happy birthday, Linda. We want to welcome a bunch of new auditors, though. Hannah Reeves, Mary Bartlett, Misty Whitehouse, Sharon Weaver, Nancy, who doesn't have a last name. Hi, Nancy. And Kaylee Richard. They're all brand new auditors. And we also want to say a congratulations. Oh, by the way, for brand new auditors, look for HRN Auditor on Facebook, and you'll find the room, and we'll has to be in, and we'll let you in there. And we want to congratulate another auditor of ours, Kara and Stanley. Now, Stanley was on the Horse Husband show a while back with Joseph and I, and we tried to talk him out of being in a relationship with Kara, uh, as we do, because it's our duty to try and make sure that no man is exposed to this. Apparently, he didn't listen, and he proposed to Kara over the weekend. So congratulations to the two of them. He didn't listen. I love it. You're like the opposite of a mother who has a child. (laughs) See, if you are a mother and you have a child and you see a childless woman, you're like, oh my God, when are you guys going to have kids? Like you should totally have kids. It's amazing. And I'm like, I see those ginormous dark circles under your eyes and it does not look (laughs) like you are having an amazing time. And, but they're like, oh my God, you have to do it. It's like the best. No, it's not. It is not the best for everybody. And just because you did it doesn't mean you have to indoctrinate everybody else into it your took, club. It took 10 and years for Jennifer not to get that question. <laughs> you're the opposite. You're like, I'm in this club and you don't want to be here. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> oh my God. <laughs> You're we gonna hate your life. We never, we, we never, we never succeed in our mission, and they always go ahead with it anyway. And I would like to know ten years later how many are divorced, but it's probably only fifty percent, which is the national average. But on you to happier topics. Y'all are lucky to be married to women. We don't take no crap. We're awesome. <laughs> Ladies unite. Okay, my daily Winnie goes to. Oh my gosh. Please tell me everybody has seen the video of Merida riding Angus down Main Street and a balloon gets caught in his back feet because, holy smokes, the people that work there handled it like bosses. I mean, that was amazing to see just like basically this balloon. How does a balloon like that get caught around the leg? Okay. Uh, So I know a little bit more about this because having been to Disney so many times, plus we have met Angus. So uh, Jennifer and I, when we went to Disney and did that special episode from there, we got to meet Angus and Angus has been around a while. Angus has been doing Merida. And that's all Angus does, by the way, is take Merida down main street or 
weddings or wherever else she has to show up, right? Well, I mean, she's an archer, Glenn. He's got to be taking That's... her through the forest while she's shooting targets in the trees. <laughs> that too, I'm sure. There's Obviously. a lot of that going on at Disney. So everybody, I'm sure, has seen this video. Uh, if not, uh, we'll post it. We'll put a link to it in our show notes. So what happens is, you could see, by the way, that is the emptiest I've ever seen Disney. They they definitely did not open to full crowds. They said they were going to do 20%, and it was definitely only 20%. But the balloons there now have a string, and at the end of the string, they have a little weight on them. So what they're trying to avoid is when the kid lets the balloon go, it flies off into space and gets over in the forest someplace at Disney property. So they're trying to avoid a lot of balloons ruining the environment. So they put these little weights on them. So when it gets let go, it just kind of goes along the ground until somebody catches it. Well, this, the wind kicked up, and what happened was the little kid went to run into the street during this parade with Merida coming down on, on this uh, on this big draft horse, and the balloon, he went and grabbed the kid, the kid let go of the balloon, and it scooted across, you couldn't play, you couldn't do this again if you tried, scooted across the road there and wrapped around the back leg of the, of the draft horse, and that was it. I mean, the balloon is completely wrapped around the back leg of the draft horse, the draft horse starts to freak out. Merida, I think what we were told was when they ride a horse, they are horse people that are playing that part. They're not an actor. So it's not an actor riding the horse that normally plays Merida. It's somebody from the horse department that's playing Merida. Okay, it's a horse person playing because you can it tell. is not hard <laughs> to make pretty much anyone look like Merida right. because Put she's a red wearing wig a on. full-on dress <laughs> yeah. with a ginormous head of red curly hair. Yeah. And I look like Merida. <laughs> you could put a red wig on and look like Merida. And Merida rode those those rears pretty well, I gotta say. And the horse, you know, the horse reacted. This is my daily Winnie. Don't bother. Okay, it, go ahead. Okay. Let me tell you what the most impressive thing was. <clears throat> First of all, that that draft horse didn't do more damage. Yes. I was a balloon wrapped around its leg. <laughs> you can't prepare for that. Number two, those people who were on the the bridle of that horse. I mean. Yeah, there were two they, handlers on, up there's there, right? two handlers. Yeah. They are trained for this. It was amazing. They just basically tucked his nose into their chest and stayed in a circle. And they basically muscled a freaking out 2000 pound draft horse into like, like, Hey, it's okay. It's okay. And they just stroked and talked and petted and, and tucked his nose, like to where the only thing moving around was his hind end in a circle with that balloon. And so it was really, really impressive. The and horse by that handling. point, Merida had bailed. She had, she had bailed. <laughs> yeah. She jumped off, which was a, a fantastic idea. And then had to dip out of there pretty quick because his hind end was coming. But man, those handlers just made it happen. It was awesome. Now, unfortunately, the video cut out. We didn't get to see how it ended. I'm assuming somebody, you know, I don't know if they carry knives. Disney, they might not be allowed to. I don't know. But I don't know how they got the balloon off the back leg. We don't, we didn't see the result at the end. Uh, but it was very well handled. Now, there's two things, of course, horse people will be horse people. So there's two things they whined about in this video. One was, why aren't they trained for that? This horse, we happen to know, has been doing this for years on Main Street. You're never gonna hundred years gonna imagine a balloon get wrapped around a leg. It's just you couldn't do it again if you tried. Uh, so I don't know. These are very well trained horses, and and uh, it's just one of those things. And to be honest, that horse handled it pretty well. I was if, gonna say they probably did prepare for this if that is the only reaction that they got. Because uh, you know any other horse was going to be down that main street at a gallop. <laughs> Uh, children being yeah. knocked off left yeah. and right. Yeah. I mean, again, that's why the handlers just did such a great job. Scooter would have been gone. <laughs> would have been gone. Uh, so I think they handled it very well. The other one was, boy, that horse looked so mellow and like it was drugged. These horses are not drugged. First of all, they are checked on by PETA. Remember, they have Animal Kingdom and they have the horse department there at Disney World. There are more animal rights groups that check on these horses on a regular basis than anywhere in the world. And I need to give you an, an speaking of PETA, I need to give you an update okay. on something in a second. All right. Well, they are not drugged. We we you know, we met all these horses. We've been there a couple times with the people at the farm, and it's it's just it was ninety-five degrees that day. It's a draft horse who has done this trip about a thousand times. And he's probably fifteen to eighteen oh, years old. Oh, he has old. to be yeah. because we saw him five years ago. You know, so I, I they would never endanger like the life of a, of one of their riders or their staff or by having the a drug horse. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. a, a drug 
drugging a horse would be a terrible idea. <laughs> Trip and fall. I mean, they're a mess. I, I wouldn't do that. And anybody that says that hasn't, hasn't met most draft horses, which are like that most of the time. <laughs> so having owned a few, uh, they're pretty much just slugs. We gave lessons on five-year-olds on the sick 18-hand Percheron uh, because that's yeah. how quiet they are. <laughs> so I thought it was handled very well, too. I agree with you. Okay, you want your, your PETA update oh, here? Oh, yeah, oh, no. Okay, I don't know how many people have heard about this, but I have been asked to give a quote on training for two, basically, feral minis and a yearling, and they belong to the new owners of the Tiger King's facility. Uh, <laughs> really? Jeff, Jeff Lowe... Um, and they have some horses there, and they're moving to their new location. They aren't that far for you, actually, are they? No, they're not. <laughs> they're not. It's not far from me at all. Uh, but they're moving to a new location, and they have these horses, and they need the horses to load into a trailer and to be handleable and potentially maybe be, um, you know, petting zoo type horses in the future. And it's a yearling and two minis and the two minis are apparently just deathly afraid of everything. And the yearling is just, a yearling. a yearling that has a halter on, <laughs> yeah. you know, kind of thing. So anyway, I have to teach him to load. I have to do all the things. Did you charge him um, triple? No, no, no. Oh. I, I gave him a fair price because, you know, I, I want business, to be fair. Um, but the other part is that they uh, haven't gotten back to me yet because PETA has been to their new facility, their facility, and has caused them a lot of problems because there were flies. Oh. Flies. There were some flies on the lions and uh, shut it down. Flies you know what would happen? I hope they don't come to our farm. To, I was going to say, you know, if it's going to keep it in my house, I'd be in big trouble. And I've got fly traps everywhere. And I still can't control them. It's just that time of year. But yeah, the, the, the new people are just doing a really fantastic job taking care of all of the animals and fixing the problems from what you saw in the movies. Like they're not feeding them roadkill anymore. Okay. They're actually <laughs> feeding them a proper diet. They have veterinarians involved and uh, yeah. So they're just constantly getting harassed by, by PETA um, and, and organizations like, I think it was PETA. Is what I heard. So at any rate, I'm still waiting to see if I will be getting <laughs> some horses in training here. Soon. Are you going to be filmed? Are they still filming or is that over now? Apparently they're filming everything. <laughs> and my, th here's here's another little fun tidbit for you. I don't know why I feel like I can just like spread all this gossip on a radio show. Um, so my friend Larissa was in an Uber with this Irish guy and she starts talking to him and turns out that he is from Los Angeles. And she's like, why are you in Oklahoma driving an Uber and, or Lyft. And he's like, well, filming has been shut down on the new Tiger King episode that is going to be on TLC, not Netflix, on TLC. <laughs> and he is the filming, but they had, because of COVID, to stop production. <laughs> and so just so you know, there will be more. There will be more. Well, and as far as me being on it, Chad has very, very abruptly said, no, you cannot be on <laughs> On any of this and i said bring it on let's do this i will be on that show i will i will tell you how it is i will make it happen i'll be so busy you won't even know what to do this podcast will be getting millions of downloads a day go for it i'm all for it then right yeah. i think what could possibly go wrong did you see they had the police out to the old farm yesterday uh, no old farm the old uh whatever they call it tiger King. Yeah, that's where they still are right now. Oh, what they happened? still are? Why was the police out? Well, the police were out because they had a film crew in there that, uh, for some haunted show or something, that had a, con con a, con a, con a how do you say it? The dog that sniffs out dead people? Uh-huh. And uh, it did, and they called the police because they found sniffed something out in the alligator pit. And uh, the police were called because they thought it was a human, because that's what this dog is trained to find. And they found parts and uh, called the police out, but they determined it was just an alligator parts. So 
But they searched the whole property, apparently, while they were there. Uh, then this is why I can't get the horses at training, because they're dealing with nonsense like this. There's a cadaver dog that smells dead animal parts in an alligator tank. Of course there's dead parts in an alligator tank. All right, It's an alligator We're going to run out of time. Let's do some first world problems. All right. Remember, if you have an equestrian problem, it is a first world problem. That is the way that we are living these days. Okay. And everything that I'm going to tell you and share with you are things that our auditors have shared. These are their dramas. I can't make this stuff up. Glenn, if somebody has an equestrian first world problem that they would like to share, how can they become an auditor? You can become an auditor by going to horseradionetwork.com. On the right side of the page, you'll see an auditor banner. And for as little as $3 a month, you too can join the party. Well, I'm going to start with one that we uh, didn't get to last week. And I've saved it because this is like my life. Hashtag my life. Okay. And it's from Kaylee. And she says, oh, my God, I woke up this morning and like the weather is perfect and I have like four client horses to work on today. So it's like going to be an easy Monday and I go to make coffee and I'm out of creamer. <laughs> I can tell you how grumpy Jennifer gets when that happens. <laughs> oh, my God. I get it. it sucks. <laughs> um, Andrew says, OK, last week, our main air. It's an Andrew. So I'll do it deeper. <clears throat> Oh my God, you guys. <laughs> Last week, our main air conditioner broke and we have a small house. So we use window ACs, but now we have to run two different air conditioners to make up for the big one until we're able to place it. Ah, <laughs> like one breaks I'm and you have two to spare. I'm sure Andrew really. sounds just like that too. That's what Andrew sounds like. <laughs> and then, um, Let's go to Teresa. My boyfriend and I went out for a socially distanced dinner on Saturday night for the first time since we moved to our farm and brought my horses home a few months ago. We are 25 years old, and I felt like an older married couple who got a babysitter for their kid for the first time since having it. It felt so weird. Girl, it is hard to leave your farm. And don't worry, nobody. Why did nobody's she need a babysitter for a couple hours going out to dinner? I don't, I don't know. I think she said she felt like she needed a babysitter. Oh, okay, got it. I felt like a, oh, who got a babysitter? Oh, because they finally got to leave their house. Oh, they they have kids <laughs> in addition to animals, probably. No, they just have like animals that they <laughs> are treating like children. They finally got to go out is what I'm saying. <laughs> um, Claire says my truck has been in the shop for a week. And so I've had to ride the trails at my house instead of trailering somewhere. Ah, <laughs> uh, God. All these trails right on my door. I don't want to ride these. These are boring. Um, Carrie says that my horse has like the most beautiful long mane, but he gets sweaty under it on our really hot days. So I braid it for him, but then he rubs out his braids and then he's sweaty under his mane right away again. Spoiled, spoiled, spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> these people do realize that people, horses have been living with long manes forever in the desert. Glenn, I'm sorry. If it rains, I lose my mind and have to bring him out. Okay. Like, <laughs> oh my God, you guys get in here. It's his barn. It's raining. You're going to get wet. Okay. I totally get it. Watch it. Um, Chelsea says, I just got, <clears throat> I just got a new saddle, but the leather is like this really pretty redwood color, but now my bridle doesn't match it. <laughs> you will be the lapping stock. You need to shop some more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Melissa, this would cause divorce in my house to so be careful because you're not married because you say my boyfriend keeps getting irritated with me because I buy cases of his favorite beer and then I feed it to my horse. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. Um, Colleen says my husband competed in a local jumper show yesterday and we aren't used to getting there and hanging out for hours on end waiting to show and it was hot and I was the groom and I wore shorts and I forgot to put sunblock on the back of my legs and now I've got sunburn <laughs> where the nice line cuts off from the muck boots I wore. I have like a reverse farmer's tan. I wonder how many people who have been locked up and not going to work or, you know, after COVID ended, how many sunburns there were? There must have been a lot of them. Oh my God. I know. <laughs> no, it's so bad. Uh, TJ says my horse Teddy did so great at the clinic this past weekend. And now I'm not sure who my favorite horse is. And I feel guilty. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you can't make this stuff up. Um, Jenny, Jenny, I feel your, I feel your pain. Not, um, she says, I have my horse trailer for sale and now I have 50 people waiting to see it because, uh, we're going on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a good thing, Man. though. That many people wait to see your horse trailer. I know. That means you priced it too low. Yeah, Jennifer. exactly. <laughs> raise uh, the price. <laughs> take the ad down, raise the price, and post it back up after vacation. I'm sorry. It was so old. Wait, it was <laughs> back. Um, Nana says, I have a great little weekend trailer, but I would love to have a real living quarters with like a dinette for the kiddo and me. But if I get a big trailer like that, then I have to get like a small one for day trips. So now I need two new trailers. Probably a new truck, too. Bigger trailer, bigger <laughs> truck. Obviously, you're going to need a bigger truck. That's what happened to me. I got the big living quarters trailer, right? So I got to get a bigger truck and then we sold the living quarters trailer and Chad was like, I think we should sell the truck and get a smaller one. And I was like, I will leave you. Stop it. <laughs> this is enough. Enough with the truck trading. He loves doing That's it. why I have a uh, one month old uh, used, but new to us truck sitting right in front of my window here is the trailer was too heavy for the old one. <laughs> Robin says I've been hired to do a wedding in downtown Austin in August. Um, by the way, she has a wedding company where she uses horses, like big yes. white to pull the carriages and they look like Cinderella. Okay. Robin said I've been hired to do a wedding in downtown Austin in August and I need the money since all of my weddings have been rescheduled to next year. But why did they have to hire me for August? when it's so freaking hot. Yeah, she's in Texas. It is hot. It'll be 120. <laughs> mm -hmm. She does. Yeah. I don't know if she does funerals or not. She was talking about getting into that. That's a huge thing now as, as uh, horse drawn funerals. Are you serious? Yeah, it's huge. Uh, huge thing. It's, it's uh, really big in England now. And in uh, most of the cities in the United States, it's becoming a big thing too. Yeah. Um, they have those fancy hearses. Uh, most of them are antique and they're fancy hearse, horse drawn hearses. And yeah, it's becoming a thing. I did not know that. That is interesting. Um, Laura says, okay, last one. Laura says, my life is so hard that I have two personal problems this morning. I rode a 50 on a friend's horse at an endurance ride on Saturday. That's like a 50 miler, right? That's yep. terrible. Yep. How would you do? <laughs> I am so sore that I just want to sit on the couch. But I have a lesson this morning with like a really neat trainer and I'm so excited and it's going to hurt so much. I'm sorry. I wrote that was bad much. planning in my opinion. <laughs> I can't imagine where you hurt. I can't imagine where you hurt. I'm sorry for that. <clears throat> Everywhere. <laughs> All of the things. All hurt. of the things. Yes. <laughs> All the things hurt. All right. Again, thank you guys for sharing the problems that you live with day to day. It's so sad. Also, I'm going to read something post show for the auditors. We do a little auditor post show. And, um, one of our auditors, Marissa had an exciting adventure and I have to share it with everybody. So if you, um, again, there's a lot of content for auditors and we just want you to be a part of the cool club. So that's what we do. That's why we do it. In the meantime, let's hear about Kevin. And oh, yeah, I was like, are you going to play it? I thought I had to read it. <laughs> <laughs> Millions of Americans do the same thing every January. Sign up for gym memberships and resolve to get fit. I would, would do that. That's weird. Um, by this time of the year, many have already thrown in the towel, but luckily it's much easier to pump up the performance of your horse. You see every cell in your horse relies on glucose to fuel its function and growth. Feeding your horse chromium helps optimize the use of glucose. So your horse has more energy for body upkeep, health, and performance, ultimately resulting in improved overall well-being. But this part is important. Don't just feed any chromium. Give your horse the only FDA-reviewed source of chromium on the market today, Chemtrace Chromium from Kemen. Ask for it by name. Otherwise, you might not get what you pay for. Learn more about Chemtrace Chromium at Kemen.com slash Chromium EQ. I'm sorry. I feel like I need to take Chromium. That sounds amazing. <laughs> there you go. Very good. Get all that sugar out of my body. Give me some more energy. I'll be like so fit. Chromium. Kemen.com slash Chromium EQ. 
All right, Equiderma, as we mentioned last week, and I saw a whole conversation going on about Equiderma right now on our auditor page, how many people heard about it the last time they were sponsored, which, by the way, was like five years ago. So that's how how long people have been with us and, uh, you know, buying the products that we recommend. So our Equiderma highlight rider this uh, today is Rebecca Eckerd. She is a trainer at Elite Equine Enterprises. Rebecca is a USDF bronze medalist and an accomplished driver as well. Her breed of choice is the Frisian and has won several IFSHA World Championship titles. I would like that to be my breed of choice as well. Yeah. Where do I Well, she's get on worked that? with over 50 Frisians now, 40 to 50 Frisians later. So we're going to find out why Frisians. We're, it's kind of going to be a little bit of a breed highlight and also find out about Rebecca. So we're going to get her on here right now. We had a, co- a couple comments, too, I want to go over uh, from our listeners about uh, Equiderma after we talked to Rebecca, because it was interesting. Uh, Hello. Hello. Is this Rebecca? This is. Hey, it's Glenn and Jamie. Thank you so Hello. much for joining us. You're live on the air. Hi. Thank you for having me. It's so nice to hear from you. We just were talking about your breed of choice, which is the Frisian. So every little girl out there is now going, oh, I want one of those. So this whole conversation is just going to make people jealous and hate you. You know that, right? (laughs) I'm okay with that. Sometimes I pinch myself and go, I can't believe this is my life. (laughs) So let's talk a little bit about why Frisians. What were you you pre-Frisian? Pre-Frisian, I was actually um, hunter under saddle, a pleasure rider, and I had that little girl moment where I actually comically had a big white trainer um, who was older and ready to retire, um, and I was at a big horse show, and the mare won the championship class, and I went, okay, I'm going to retire her. We're going to go out on top. That's the way to go. That's the way to go out. (laughs) Right. And then I thought, well, my husband said, okay, well, what are you going to do next? And at that exact moment, a Frisian drill team went into the ring at the lunch break and they were all in the Renaissance costumes with the hair all flowing and going down and flying. And I went, well, I want one of those. (laughs) (laughs) Don't we all? I like that piece. I like that one. (laughs) And, and, and the funny part about that whole story is that at that moment, the first Frisian that I ever had the pleasure to train was actually in that demo. Um, and the woman drove by my house every day to go to her barn and stopped and said, hey, I'd like to bring my horse here. It looks like you have fun. And I said, oh, I'm, I'm actually full right now, but I'll put you on the list. What do you have? And she goes, I own a Frisian. And I said, I'll pick him up tomorrow. <laughs> I was sudden not full anymore. There's always you room for a free I'm, I'm leaving right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll sell somebody. <laughs> Got so that's yeah. how it so all. We've been so obviously, you fell in love. I mean, you've uh, you've trained. It says here forty to fifty Frisians at this point. Yeah, we've been so lucky that 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 first Frisian, um, he's affectionately known by the name of Cherub. Uh, Cherub led to Sipes and Rien, who led to a couple of mares that led to some geldings in New York that then led to um, another gelding from New York and a mare and then going to horse shows and Frisian shows and meeting more people and um, just really well received um, what we do with the horses and and showing them and meeting more people and then saying, hey, I want to be a part of this too. And We've been lucky enough to, to get connections here in the U.S. and Holland and help people buy their dream Frisians. Um, and it just keeps getting better and better. We um, fell into dressage about uh, four years ago, which had been my dream. Um, and now it's really just gone to the moon. And, you know, every day I, I look at myself in the mirror and look at the horses in my barn and just have to pinch myself. I'm, I'm living a dream that I know never to take for granted. You do a lot of things with your Frisians too. You you are uh, are you a bronze medalist or did you get the silver? I've got my bronze, and Jord is helping me work on my silver. Good, well, good, good for you. Uh, and you're also an I'm a I'm a carriage driver, so I saw you're also an accomplished driver working with the Frisians because Frisians pretty much just do anything. Yeah, they're so versatile. They love to drive. 
Um, they're so powerful in the hind end and they look so pretty in front of all kinds of different carriages. So we do have some that just drive and we, we are blessed that we have quite a few that, that do both, um, and can go to a pleasure show and do a carriage driving class and a costume class and a hunt seat class and do a dressage test. And there's really no limitations to what they can do for you. When I drive my little hackney pony around the neighborhood, there's a we live in a equestrian neighborhood, so there's a bunch of carriage drivers, and one of them drives a Frisian, a very fancy Frisian, around the neighborhood. And when we pass each other, my little pony looks pretty silly, lazy little hackney, <laughs> and this Frisian that's just you know high stepping down the road, looking all fancy. It's it's a sad, it's a sad picture for me uh, seeing that. <laughs> now I got to ask you, did you get your dream? Do you have the medieval costume? I have had. So many, it's ridiculous. <laughs> um, yeah, if you go to my um, my Instagram, there there's quite a few of them. There was a gold queen costume uh, that was stunning. I have a green uh, Renaissance costume that was great. But my favorite costume um, is actually we made a Wicked Witch of the West costume. <laughs> oh, that's um, great. And... We body painting, five inch ruby red shoes, go to town, have a blast. Well, now, are you part of the Frisian uh, mafia that has overtaken the movie industry? All you see is Frisians anymore. No, someday, maybe we'll have to add that to my, my bucket list because I've, I've been blessed to be checking it all off, but uh, we have not been in a movie yet. Oh, you will. You got enough costumes. They won't even have to outfit you. You'll be good to go. <laughs> it is true, though. That's all you see in movies anymore is Frisians pulling, whether it's pulling carriages or riding or whatever. It's all Frisians now. I don't know. There's a Frisian syndicate that owns the movie world. I don't know how that is, but it's yeah. all Frisians. And they're flashy. I mean, people love to see Frisians. So that's why they're there. Uh, because yeah, they are but flashy. you haven't lived life until you see a movie and they take a horse that is a Frisian and try to project it as a non-Frisian horse, yes. and then we get a little angry, but that's okay. <laughs> I was going to say, Zorro you... is not a Frisian. <laughs> <laughs> when you see Frisians, I mean, because there's, I feel like a lot of black Andalusians that are also used, but the Frisian, I think, has the temperament where anybody can come cantering up a hill in Game of Thrones to battle. Do, what is the thing that irritates you the most when you see Frisians being used in movies. But they're not letting me ride it in the movie. <laughs> there you go. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> no. Um, you know, sometimes, like, when you see a... a it just doesn't irritate me, but when you're you're watching a movie and you know it's a, a, supposed to be a Pasifino and it's really a Frisian, it's like, come on, use a Pasifino, maybe. Um, but to that point, the Frisians are just the most beautiful breed on the planet, so... So why not? Well, gotcha. I, there's a new Frisian owner. I was stalking your Facebook page. There's a new Frisian owner mm -hmm. too that's very popular and a, and a billionaire. Um, and billionaire. <laughs> so you want to tell us about the newest Frisian owner, celebrity Frisian? I owner? mean, you reached out to her. It's like your best friends now. <laughs> oh, Kim. Yes. <laughs> we are not best friends. Kim Kardashian all. is who we're talking um, about. <laughs> Yeah, so Kim Kardashian just purchased 14 Frisians. What? Um, I thought it was farm. one. <laughs> no, 14. 14. Why? Um, and because she could. Yeah, yeah that's right, because she can. <laughs> right. Tell me one person that if you said you could buy 14 would say no. She did. She can. Yeah, um, she can. Yeah, it's, it's an amazing opportunity for our breed, for, for someone of that celebrity status to to say, hey, I could have literally any horse in the world and I want 14 of, of, of what you what you ride and breed and produce. It, it's such an, an amazing opportunity. And, you know, furthermore, with everything going on in the world right now with COVID, it's a huge economical boost for, for people that I know, for the farmers in Holland that the horses came from, for this farm that is now going to be able to run for another year without a doubt, the people that they're hiring in montana to take care of their horses so besides just it being really cool and maybe we'll see them on keeping up with the kardashians someday <laughs> um financially it's, it's something that a bunch of people weren't sure were going to happen for them this year as far as selling horses go and, and stuff so it, it's really just great all the way around well, yeah and do we know does she ride i do not know yeah i don't know either but, but i believe so they have that big ranch they have a big ranch up there right 
of Montana or somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, good, good for them. You know, we always like when anybody gets horses, so we're, we're happy about that. I got to ask you, so the Frisians are obviously known for their manes and their tails and hair everywhere. How long yeah. to get ready for a show from start to finish does it take you to prep a Frisian for a show? It depends on the horse. Some of them just have hair. Some of them have crazy hair. Um, but usually by the time you're done washing them, drying them, um, braiding them all up, they can take anywhere from 20 minutes to an hour, depending on the horse. I would have thought it would have been longer than that. Because I guess it, you're right. No. It does depend on the hair. And if they have the hair down to the knees, yeah. you know, like some of them do, yeah. then it's... We takes also, a- we have blow dryers, so we're able to kind of move things along and make it go a little bit faster. We have one gelding who has a 72-inch mane. Whoa! Um, and he takes, <laughs> yeah, he takes about an hour start to finish by the time you wash it, condition it, blow dry it, and rebraid it. He's he's the the most difficult of them all, but that's okay. It's beautiful. Well, nobody knows how to groom more than the Frisian people. And why is it that yeah. you have chosen Equiderma as your products, your shampoo and the conditioner and all of that? You, I mean, there's a million products out there now that you have to choose from. So why Equiderma on, on these horses with tons of hair? Yeah, and really that was the the main reason why we fell in love with it so quickly was because of the shampoo and to your point, taking forever to groom. Um, The shampoo is soap-free and it rinses out super fast. So when you have a gelding with a 70-inch mane and it's all white and sudsy and you have to spend a half an hour rinsing it out, um, it, it doubles the time. So with the Equiderma shampoo, not only does it make it cleaner, um, it doesn't strip the natural oils, and it has antifungal, antibacterial, anti-inflammatory pieces to it, um, but it rinses out so fast and easy. I know that it's getting a really good cleaning to it, um, and it cuts my time in half. Um, and then the conditioner has B5 in it, and that reduces breakage and damage. Um, it gives it a really nice Um, feeling to it so that after you blow dry it it's super easy to braid it up Um, and it's good for their coat as well as their mane so when it you know comes out of the mane and goes onto their body you can just continue to rinse it out and we use the same um, soap and conditioner in their mane as well as their body so it you know just cuts the time off and really is a better product for their hair. And that's what, you know, actually our listeners posted this morning, they were talking about Equiderma on the private page, and Chantel said, I want to know if you've had experience with this, Chantel said that she heard about Equiderma on our show years ago, and she said her horse tore the skin off the fetlock uh, because it was falling at the fence, and they tried every ointment and spray in the market, including prescription ones from the vet, and nothing healed Mm -hmm. after two weeks. And then they tried the Equiderma ointment, and within 12 hours, the flap was reattached, and and there was no proud flesh, just a scar. And there were several other posts underneath that using the Equiderma ointment uh, that said the same thing, that it just works. Yeah, it really does. And another product that's great for not just Frisians, but any heavier horse um, that has feathers um, is the skin lotion. Um, And it is great for scratches and fungal, but I also use it preventively so that, you know, those minerals and vitamins that are in it help keep the, the, um, the leg and the hair healthy so that they don't get scratches. Um, And the Frisian people love it. It's, it's an amazing, amazing product. We use it for that, too. We, uh, My pony, the Hackney, gets scratches here. We live in Florida. So, I mean, we had four inches of rain in an hour and a half on Saturday. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. that's we get rain every day. So that is a problem here. And we don't have that problem anymore because of that. So, yeah, yeah. I totally yep. agree with you on that. Well, where can people, people find more out about you to watch you and uh, follow the Frisians? Yeah, so um, you can go to Instagram um, and um, look up Frisian Girl. Uh, Frisian Girl also, on Instagram? Is that what it is? Okay. Yep, yep. Don't um, spell it the then, way Kim Kardashian did in her tweet, by the way. She spelled it wrong, and people are really giving her it. up. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is a weird spelling. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then also we have a YouTube channel, Brook for Brookside Frisians. Um, they own the three approved stallions that I'm blessed to have in training. 
Um, so if you click on their YouTube page, um, we often have videos of, of the boys doing fun things or if we go and do a demo, um, some day in the life stuff. Um, so that's fun to look at. And then also um, on Facebook. All right. Well, that's terrific. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been fun hearing about your Frisians, and obviously you're very passionate about them, and that comes through. So we appreciate you joining us, and uh, good luck with them. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And of course, look up all the Equiderma products. We'll post a link in our show notes, but just search Equiderma and they'll pop up. They're for sale everywhere, but plus you can get them at the website. So it's Equiderma, it's spelled E-Q-U-I-D-E-R-M-A, and you'll find them everywhere. Thanks a bunch. Well, there you go. So uh, I'm shopping for Frisians online right now, and I just found <laughs> one that I can afford, but it's in Canada. Can I get it here this time of year or no? I, I don't know. I, I think the border's closed at this point. So what a, you worked with a Frisian, uh, one Frisian before, didn't you? I've worked with several Frisians. Oh, have you? Yeah, you were. You went yeah. up to the camp. They had one that they wanted you to work with, too. So I went to went to Wyoming. Well, I worked for a guy named Ramon Becerra, and he had a horse, a Frisian horse named Diablo. That was a Frisian stallion, which was the kindest, most gentle horse ever on the planet who knew a billion tricks, right? So he trains like movie horses. Then I went to uh, Wyoming because they have a bunch of Frisian horses that they – some of them have some remedial problems. One had never been started and, and had put a, somebody in a ho- in the hospital because she hopped on it by herself without a helmet. So it wasn't her fault, you know, anyway. So I helped that one. I got a ride around that one. They use it all the time. Now it, they basically have Frisian horses at triangle X that like are guest horses. Now <laughs> they, they use this mare to like pack into the woods. Like their Frisians can do so much. And then the other one, the, I mean, how um, many guest ranch to go to have Frisians for you? <laughs> not <laughs> many, not many, but yeah. So the other one, um, was a horse that wouldn't stand still for mounting. And, uh, I think I had it as my profile pic for a long time. I'll post it. Cause this was the most beautiful horse I've ever seen. I love him so much and <laughs> they still won't let me have him. Whatever. It mounts now though, right? Oh God, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's your that's, that's a, your that's your easy one to fix. You, you can get that one done like, in an hour. Stand still. I'm like, ah, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> that's your specialty. Hey, before we get, I want to have a a talk with you about Jackie, who oh. did a post in the auditor room. I, I, it's a little more of a serious topic, but I, I thought it was important because I want to get hear hear your opinion. But first, I saw this sign that was put uh, in a tax store. It says, if you come into the, you know, the mass controversy, I mean, it's just nuts. But this sign is great. I love this one. Yeah. Give me something with levity about masks. This is good. This is good. And it would make you think twice about not wearing a mask. If you come into the store without a mask, we will have to take your temperature. P.S. We only have rectal thermometers. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) And only horse people would really get what what that's like. I love that. All right. Uh, so, Jackie, you want to you wanna tell us Jackie's situation here? Do you want me to do it? Yeah. So she says, I have a sad slash weird question. The boss mare at my barn just passed away a few weeks ago, which is incredibly sad and is going to feel weird for a long time. She was 30 plus and had been at the farm for the majority of her life. The mare I have been riding was one of her turnout buddies and low in the pecking order, if not the bottom. The mare I ride has always kept a very neat stall, but recently has been super messy. She doesn't seem anxious in her stall or anything. She doesn't seem anxious in her stall. She has also been a little extra sassy, but that seems to come and go with her anyway. I'm curious if anybody has ever noticed behavior changes in their horses after herd members have passed. Hug your equines is what she says. So is this something you ever talked to Monty about? Yeah, he's, he's talked a little bit about grieving. Um, and I, I, what he kind of thinks grieving is, is, is also like separation anxiety. He says that every professor at university that lectured him said horses could not grieve, but he says there's clearly animals that do grieve the loss primates, especially, uh, and elephants, they are famous for grieving. And, um, the studies that they have been done say that all flight animals will just walk away from a dead friend or family member. I've heard people say that they like put the horse down in the field and let them sniff. I don't do that. My thing is like, just like with separation anxiety, 
kind of like out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, they might. You, what your mare is probably going through is she has to replace her, refine her place in the pecking order. There's the lead mare is gone. So they're going to be trying to figure out who's in charge is what I would say. Um, but as far as grieving, like Chili and Duke were best friends. They would mutual groom each other. They would, they would be just fine. And when we put Chili to sleep, uh, Duke, he was by himself for probably about three months. He just kind of grazed off by himself cause he was used to having Chili there, but now he's fine. He grooms other horses and he's a big, like scratched I'll scratch your back if you scratch mine kind of horse, you know? And, uh, so I, I, I think that he noticed that there was a loss. I don't, I don't think that he was, you know, having emotional problems because of it. Probably again, Jackie, your horse is having to having a little stress because the herd has been shifted. You know, that they never had to question who was in charge. Now it's all, it's all up in the air again. Oh my God, the drama. I do think do they think? miss, I do think they miss, especially if it's somebody they're out with all the time. I mean, if they've been out with them for years and years and years, we've had ponies that we've had to put down where their pony buddies were just a little depressed for a while. And I think it's, they're gone. You know, it is, I, I agree with you. I think it is a little more separation anxiety than they know the, that the horse died, right? They, I don't, I'm not sure they know that. I think they just know it's gone. It's not there anymore and they don't have yeah. their buddy. I, you know, I, I do think that. And, you know, we have two horses here on the farm that, uh, boy, you take one out and there's a tremendous amount of separation anxiety. I can't imagine if one di- just was taken away. It would be. No, actually, if they're just taken away, they're, it's actually better. Well, by separation be. anxiety. I mean, then so- it goes away after a day or two of the screaming. <laughs> this 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 just lends itself right to do a training question. How do you deal with a horse that has separation anxiety? You mix it up all the time. Take the and horse, what take it to, to your do. friend's house for two days, yeah. bring it back, and then none of my horses have a stall. All the horses go in different stalls, so they constantly have different neighbors. They constantly go into different paddocks. Everybody's rotated around. Um, it's just that's the way. And and I have no horses with separation anxiety because it just doesn't matter. And the ones that come here bonded with their friends for training, um, it, it goes away. Well, they get to see so, a lot of new horses all the time too. So. There, there, you have a constant flow, whereas, you know, might be a farm that has to have the same four forever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, and the thing is, like, sometimes horses bond so severely in a trailer ride. What, Like, what is that? Really, did y'all have some drinks and, like, sit at a bar <laughs> and decide your best friends? What Going is to a happening? new place. We need a friend. <laughs> oh, my God. I love you. And then they're like, eventually, they're like, You need no, a backup at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fight for you. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I'm not sure about the lost thing, although they've even shown that in dolphins. I mean, kind of grieve. So, you know, maybe there is a little bit of that. If they see it happen, I don't know. I, I don't know. But I, Monty has also talked about the fact that um, mares will grieve for their ba- for babies yeah, if they lose I, a baby. Don't that's you think obvious. that's true of any animal, though? Well, some of them, maybe not. I mean, there's some that just, just you know, drop them off and go. I think that uh, the turtle that lays its eggs on the beach and the, the baby turtles yeah, not, have to get down to the water. I don't think it cares. No, not grieving so much. No, no I don't care. <laughs> you guys, you're on your own. I don't think shark babies are like looked after. But yeah, for the most part, I would say that mammals probably very much so would grieve their their babies. Anyway, let so, us know what you think. You know, yeah. do, do a post on our Facebook page or if you're in the auditor room. Uh, I know that that conversation's already going. You can find the post that Jackie did and contribute to it. But uh, I, I, we'd love to know what you think about that. Did you know that the beloved Saddle Fit Shoulder Relief Girth comes in an affordable, antimicrobial, and easy-to-clean synthetic version? The synthetic shoulder relief girth improves saddle fit and horse comfort because the center of the girth sits in your horse's natural girth groove, while the sides are set back to attach to the billets further back and prevent the saddle from being pulled into the shoulders. It even works on saddles that fit well because it simply corrects the physics of how the girth sits on the horse and how the girth works. The unique shape has a special cutout for elbow clearance as well. The synthetic shoulder relief girth is even compatible with Total Saddle Fit's custom shaped 100% wool fleece cover. Oh, sweet. Get the need one of those. Get the synthetic shoulder relief girth at totalsaddlefit.com. That's totalsaddlefit.com. One of the 
one of the complaints we've heard about the total saddlefoot girths, and, and, and a ton of our listeners have bought them, a ton of them, uh, is that they are pricier. Well, these are these are less pricey than the the leather ones, the original ones, the synthetic so, ones are. Yeah, they're less pricey. I would I just looked and they're under hundred bucks. So, if you want to head on over to the website and check them out, it is a good option. And they're they're anti- pricey because they're great. They're, they work. I mean. You get what you pay for, you know. Yep, that's I mean, exactly right. I'd like to pretend that I'm not that spoiled, but I'm like, so I love my total saddle fake earth. It's amazing. It well, just makes the horses happier. Before we get to Charlotte uh, and chat with her about a wonderful weekend she had riding, by the way, her dressage test was in about 96 degrees weather Mm -hmm. here in Florida, out in the open at the Florida Horse Park. Uh, I wanted to mention that we talk a lot about the auditors, and I realize there's some people that don't want to or can't afford to join the auditor group, and and we get that, and we we appreciate you listening to our show, whoever you are. There's one way that you can help us, and it doesn't cost a dime, and that is promote the show to your friends. Tell the people at the barn about it. Uh, I just saw a post on, this is what reminded me, I saw a post on a random group on Facebook that said, what horse podcast do you listen to? Now, we were mentioned in there, but there were some others too. When you see posts like that, mention us, put a link to our website at horsesinthemorning.com or horseradionetwork.com. But Definitely talk to your friends. Take your friend's phone and teach them how to listen to a podcast. There were a couple people, we're still getting this, Jamie. There were a couple people on that post this morning in this group that said, there are horse podcasts, question mark? Oh, God. So you, and some of these people still don't know how to listen to a podcast. So maybe just take their phone from them, download a podcast app, or their, most phones have them anyway. Just find our show, download it for them, teach them how to listen, and help a friend out. Once you turn them on to a podcast, they're going to be listening to podcasts forever. We certainly have enough here in the Horse Radio Network to keep you busy forever. This show will keep you busy forever. So that's one way you can help, is just go out and tell people. That's probably the most important way you can help us right now is help us grow our audience because that helps us with sponsors and and to keep the show going you know we, and if you would review us that would be awesome yes there are there's a way to review on every app's different so i'm not going to bother but you'll if you just google how to review a podcast on your particular app that you use as long as you're you. nice yeah yeah review. give us five stars and review us uh if it's one star we don't there's no way to find it on your app. You oh my God, I see it. a review right here. Check this out. I love the fact that there's a horse show available. However, I wish the hosts weren't so chatty. <laughs> it's kind of our job. <laughs> what? What do you want? Okay, ready? We're going to make the GA 2014 happy. Ready? Oh, we're going to have a moment. One, two, three. Good radio. <laughs> Good radio. <laughs> Get to it, she says. Get to it. Get to what? It's what we do. <laughs> Our show is kind of about us with guests, so it's kind of what we do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, get to it. Damn well, it. why don't we do that when we call our next guest so we make her happy? She's not listening anymore. She's quit long ago. And we always <laughs> say to new people, give us a week. You have to give us a week to figure it out. You know, you gotta, you gotta Stop figure it out. Stop talking, Glenn. Oh, God, sorry. get to it. Let's call Charlotte Merrill Smith, <laughs> a para rider from here in Ocala, one of our best friends, cruiser on Horse Lovers Cruises, and an awesome para competitor in the United States. She bought a new horse. Good morning. Good, Good morning. morning, Charlotte. You get to talk to me today. I'm going to make Glenn be quiet. Oh my gosh, how are you? Fabulous. I'm a tad tired. <laughs> I would imagine. I would imagine you're probably a little dehydrated as well. Charlotte, first of all. Well, first of all, are you talking directly in your phone, Charlotte, not on the speaker? Yes, and I even put down my mask. Okay. Good. Oh, that sounds better. <laughs> I think it was the mask. Yeah. Um <laughs> tell us, um, you've had a great weekend. I want you to tell us about your horse. Last time we talked to you, you had bought your horse, but it hadn't come yet. So tell us about the horse real quick for those who didn't hear. Well, so I ended up keeping her at the barn where I bought her. Um, cause it's right down my road, right, right down the road anyway. And, uh, and they've been absolutely amazing there. Like they built me a ramp, um, everything and they know the horse. So, it's great. That's fantastic. So, so she's nice and comfortable in her spot. Tell it, tell everybody, uh, obviously a pair of rider. How big is this horse? Because you don't like them small. Well, yeah, she's 16, three. 
Um, she rides way smaller than my almost 18 hand horse that I just uh, I sold a couple years ago. Um, but because of my spinal cord injury, my balance is kind of wonky. So I need a little substance to sit on anyway. So mm-hmm. don't tip off. So you got your horse, you've been going out there, they built your ramp. That's awesome. Uh, and you uh-huh. decided to compete this weekend. Yeah. Um, so my coach showed her a couple weekends ago, um, just to get her out. Cause she hadn't been in the ring for almost a year. And then, um, so then I took it this weekend and she was fabulous. What did you do? So I did uh, a para test each day. I did the grade three individual para test. Um, the same test that day. Now, and, th- I'm not familiar with that test. So what do you do in the test? So because um, para is in, broken up into five different grades, and one being the most disabled and five being the least disabled, and all three. And my tests are walk and trot. Um, and you have to do a turn on the haunches, you can do a leg yield, medium trot, um, free walk, working walk, um, and eight meter voltage at the walk, 10 meter voltage at the trot. Um, and, but they have to be absolutely perfect. They have to be in a basically a pussy George frame um, at the walk, which is rather hard. Yeah, no kidding. Well, are you? T- uh, make sure you're still talking directly into your phone because you're kind of like fading here there. So, how did it go? How 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 was she behavior wise? It was awesome. They kept telling me, yeah, she she really brings her briefcase to the ring, like it, she's all business. Um, and she was definitely that. So I got the first day, I got a seventy-one-one, and uh, she was in the overall comments were she just needs more energy needs more energy and swing throw back and and my coach she's funny she's like we'll get there we can add that we can add that it was like having um the barn owner and the coach and you know they're like my nervous parents um, <laughs> like oh my gosh we're so nervous <laughs> but uh so we just went in there and did our thing and then on sunday i, I asked her for a little bit more and um i still had the i did get better um but I had the same comments. You just need more energy. So that's the next thing we're going to work on is more energy and crispness and just being able to ride that much more too. Cause you know, the letters come up a lot faster when you're got that energy. Yeah, I know. Slow down, slow down. I got a coming up here. I need to do something. Yeah. And remembering the tests, especially those are so extensive. The tests that you guys do. Um, how do you, how is your memory? Do you have callers? Um, so, Memory is something I struggle with. I have a traumatic brain injury. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do have problems with memory. That's why I did this test, this show. I did the same test both days. Uh. But then um, at our big CPEDIs, the international ones, I do have a caller. Um, I applied for, so I, I can use a caller because um, I, I screw up. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I do a little you know novice test that I've done a hundred times and I screw up, so I can't even imagine <laughs> uh, you being able to do all of that and remember all of it. So that's good. Um, so all in all, your overall impression of your horse, how did you feel? Oh, I'm so excited! It was like oh. like I'm not I'm not a crier, and like I went like I went to get off for the first day, and I was like, guys, hang on, I got it's gonna happen, and. I just found the most amazing group of people to be with. Um, they're so supportive and it's just, you know, it gives me, it's that wonderful feeling in your gut. Oh, that's fantastic. And and you waited two years. You looked for this horse for two years. I mean, you deserve to have a victory here at the end of two years. Yeah. I'm, I'm so happy with the way things are going. It's so much fun. It really does. Good things come to those who wait. And I waited a long time. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, Charlotte, we're having some, I, it's hard to hear you off and on a little bit, but I am oh, so sorry. excited for you. That's all right. I'm so excited for you. Congratulations. And I look forward to many more things in the future. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks, Charlotte. Right. We'll see you soon. Okay. Have fun at work. All right. Uh, oh yeah. I'm, I'm playing with the donkey. <laughs> <I'll see> you, <laughs> Charlotte. Perfect. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. 
cool. That's so exciting for her. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. She found a horse. I, she was in such, when she was looking for this horse, she was on a tear looking yes. all over the place. <laughs> and I mean, I, I, I even sent her horses to, to look at because I'm just like, please find a horse for this. Somebody. It's hard. It's horse. hard when you're a parent, especially, you know, when you're in her situation where she's paralyzed from the waist down and you have to have a horse that's going to take care of you, right? You have to have a horse that, first of all, she rides at the upper levels. So you need a horse that's upper levels, but also, you know, has can be adjusted to certain other buttons. You know, they might have buttons that they're used to. They have to learn new buttons and they have to have a horse that's willing to learn new buttons. And she likes them enormous. <laughs> so her last one was like 17.2 or something. It was crazy big. So, and you know what's amazing? You see the picture there. Charlotte does not look big on this horse. Uh, she's, she, you know, fairly tall sitting on a horse. So... Uh, good for her. And it was hot as hell. <laughs> it was like 110 real, real feel that day. It was hot. So for the horse to come out with a 71 in that temperature, good job. No wonder she was sluggish. Yeah. <laughs> Needs more energy. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. I'm dying. Yeah, 96 degrees. Yeah, you need more energy. We all need more energy. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us today. We really appreciate it. We appreciate you being here. Tomorrow, we have on the show, I am taking a look. It's Karen with the Endurance episode. And thank God she's going to be able to be here. Uh, She lives up in northern Nevada, uh, in the mountains above Reno. And that's where these forest fires have been happening. She's had fires within two miles of her house. Wow. So she had to pack everything up and be ready to bug out at any moment. Uh, and while watching the fires, unfortunately, the winds went the other direction and she didn't have to bug out. But she, you know, I, I have never had that experience. And I don't know what it's like, you know, watching a fire and going, oh, you know, I might be an hour from losing my home. That must be terrible. So fortunately, it she didn't. A lot of people did up there, I guess. Uh, so she'll be on tomorrow. She said she'll be able to be here and we'll talk endurance. I know we have a lot of endurance riding fans that listen to that episode. And then, uh, Jamie, you're off on Wednesday and uh, Lisa's going to be joining me, but you'll be back on Friday, right? Yeah, I have that uh, just terrible paperwork that has to get done when you build a house and buy a house and kind of sign some sign some documents. And the only time they could do it was Wednesday at 9 a.m., which sucks. So um, at any rate, I will miss you guys Wednesday. And I just got to tell you, too, um, you posted something. You've been doing all these like um, – Surveys. Polls, yep. surveys and polls in the auditor's room trying to get information. And I just want to say that so many people said so many nice things about us and this show. And um, it just made me feel like I cried twice, I think, reading them. So <laughs> it just it's so nice to to know um, that that you guys are there and you appreciate it and you listen and um, you don't want us to just be quiet. <laughs> Too much chat. <laughs> This is, by the way, this will bug Jamie the rest of the day. It's the reason we don't give her negative emails. We don't let her look at reviews. It's because there'll be a hundred good ones and she will focus on the one that says the host should shut up. Yeah, I do. And what was the thing when I asked in there that you saw in those surveys that we saw over and over again, and we've surveyed this before, what's the complaint we get about this show? It's the one complaint we, we get all the time. They want more of you and I chatting. Yeah, <laughs> and less guests. <laughs> that's the 99% is that, except I mean, for this one that's lady. <laughs> it takes a week to get used to us. So if you are new, just give us a little extra time if you've made it this far. Um, and uh, we appreciate uh, you guys being here. And auditors, hang on. We'll be here after the music. Uh, This last survey question kind of surprised me. I asked when people listen, and I really thought it was going to be at the barn. And it was not the majority. The majority was still when driving. So I was kind of surprised at that. But I guess, you know, people going to work or going to the driving to the barn, they need some kill time. So we're happy to help you get there safely. That's it for today. Thanks, everybody. All right. Spay, neuter, geld. Stick around for Marissa's excitement. (laughs) 